Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your host, Kristen, and there is no Rebecca today. We have a special guest co-host with me today since it's the Ohio America Pageant Week, Mr. Ohio, Matt Houchin. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for doing this with me. I appreciate it. I'm excited. We haven't had you on yet. I know. We've been talking about it for months. Where are you right now? I am in our bedroom on one of the chairs that I don't fit in. (laughs) I'm in the (laughs) living room. I felt like this would be easier. Yeah, otherwise I'm staring at you, talking to you. It just, it felt not, it just didn't feel right. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you're semi-comfortable. What he's referring to is I went out and I bought these chairs that are really super cute to kind of like perch in for our little lounge area in our master bedroom. And he thinks they're Smurf chairs because he thinks they're tiny, but they're not chairs that you flop in. You just are supposed to kind of like perch on them. But I've never perched in my entire life on a chair. Well, so. you're going to have to start now because I don't want those chairs to break because I really like them. Well, I'm lounging in it, so uh, it's doing okay so far. Okay, good. Can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? I know we kind of jumped right into it, but that's okay. They can learn about you now. All right. Uh, yeah, sure. So I am a uh, doctor of chiropractic. I graduated from Cedarville University with my undergrad in um, exercise physiology in 2008. In 2009, uh, I moved down to Nashville. Then in 2009, I moved to Iowa to go to Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa, part of the Quad Cities right next to the Mississippi River. I was there uh, until 2009. 12. Uh, actually, I'm coming up on my 10 year reunion or not. Now, something I'm very much excited about is the Mrs. Ohio America system just gained a new sponsor. Who might that be? Well, <laughs> <laughs> aren't you excited to have all the queens come see you? I, I really do think that it would be cool. Like, when I was uh, playing sports when I was younger and I, I would get hurt, we, you know, I'd go to Beacon um, Orthopedics and they were kind of famous for treating all their all the athletes for the Reds, uh, for UC, some of the other colleges, the big high schools and all that, and they would have all their jerseys and stuff. I think it would be cool to have all the queens from here till, you know, whenever huge pictures with, like their autograph or something else just kind of like lining the office just kind of around uh, I think that would be great for you know obviously chiropractic and my office and promoting it and and the queens as well but you know I think one thing that I notice uh, when you've done your your pageants that you've done uh, Mrs. Ohio 2020 and then 2021 and then Miss America. Um, you know, I, I don't look at pageants the way that you do, or maybe even the way that you want me to. Uh, the first thing I notice is posture and it's because I talk about it every single day. And so when I see somebody that maybe doesn't have good posture, is it 
a nervous thing or is it a it hurts to stand up straight thing and so you know obviously you know you just asking would you sponsor i mean i'm going to say yes like 60 percent of the time anyway but to be able to have you know if they live close enough to be able to take advantage of the care that we provide i think it could go a long way to uh, looking at you know what what's involved in creating a winning formula and you know in, in my own thinking in my own amateur thinking i mean posture has to be one of them uh, um, I, I use this machine called a piezo wave short and we use we call it a p wave and it's an acoustic shockwave machine that is is so much better than like a light therapy or laser because it's diagnostic in the respect that if you have a pain, this thing will hover over the, the problem area. And if we have, and if we're unable to recreate that pain with that shock wave, then there's not a problem there. And so we keep moving it until we create this pain. And once we get that pain, that means we're in the area of damage. Well, I think, the ladies should come down and use it after Mrs. America when your feet are just screaming and I know. your it arches be, hurt, everything I know. hurts. If it wasn't so heavy and unreasonable to travel with, I, I definitely would have brought it out to, to Vegas for you. Yeah, um, that would have been awesome because my but feet hurt. I know. That was such a long week, though, for you. I know. That was a marathon. And... It's like I trained for a half marathon and showed up and they were like, oh, no, you're actually running a marathon. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Do you think that it is possible to fully so, – so you're going to crown a new Mrs. Ohio for 2022 in like, four, in like three days, right? And they're only going to get maybe what – it's two months this time, correct? Mm-hmm. To, until Mrs. America. Is it possible for you – to convey any sort of wisdom to somebody what exactly they're going into or is it just like kind of like the whole navy seal thing where you you don't understand until you do it oh yeah i think you don't totally understand it until you're there for sure or unless you've done a national pageant if you've done a national pageant i i think it's for the most part pretty much the same but yeah it's hard it is hard to explain what it's really like until you've gone through it. And honestly, the my biggest piece of advice is just to go and have fun because no matter what happens, if you're – Shaylin always says like if they're looking for a pear and you're a peach, then it's just not going to be your year sort of thing. And if that's the case for you, you, you want to make sure you went and had fun because you're never going to do something like that most likely again, like going to Vegas like that and – these huge formal events it's it is the experience of a lifetime and do not let the stress of the pageant itself keep you from having a good time because that's really what it's there to do that's why they do the events that's why they do the dinners and that's why like Elaine Marmel will give you like a little gift and they do try to make the experience great for everybody so that would and, be my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, and so like kind of piggybacking on that. So how how does somebody have fun within this kind of unknown scope of like busyness and hecticness and 
and changing of schedules. And maybe they don't have my dietary needs and maybe uh, my hair person cancels on me and maybe uh, they moved up my shoot time by two hours and I have to, I, I won't be able to get ready in time. How do you prepare somebody to have fun in that environment? Well, I mean, I think as long as you know when you go in that you have to be flexible, then that allows you to at least have as much fun as possible. Just knowing that you may get a certain schedule for that day and it could totally change. But now I I know that you felt like going into it that you were going to have to be on the whole time. You know, hindsight, do you feel like that was true? And uh, do you feel like if there were judges watching you, like, were there people that could have influenced the decision of the judges at some point watching you the whole time you were doing what you were doing with Frit and Frat and Elaine and all the things that you did? Well, I think for any pageant, once you step foot to, to onto the hotel premises, you are on. that, And that's why you see the women when they check into the hotels, they're dressed almost like they're going to like an, an interview or a rehearsal. And when, I mean, a rehearsal at Mrs. America is a full blown fashion show. No one is dressed for comfort. No one is like coming with their messy bun. Everyone's has their makeup done, their hair done, a different outfit for every rehearsal. You are definitely on as much as possible the whole time, unless you're in your room. Mm -hmm. But it is, I mean, I remember at one point I was in an elevator with some judges And thankfully, I mean, like, I was pulled together for sure, but you wear your sash everywhere in that hotel. So Mm -hmm. you do not want them to see Mrs. Ohio, like, with her shoes in her hands and she's barefoot or – because, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to see anything like that. You don't want that to be the memory that they have of you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is true or not, but we heard rumors that there sometimes is a staff pick, like the staff boat – And that way, if there's some sort of tie happening for the top six, Mm -hmm. it'll break the tie. Again, I don't don't know if that's true or not, but that was definitely a rumor. So I feel like everyone did try to be the most polite on their best behavior. And if it's not true, it's a great rumor because it -hmm. makes everyone very, very pleasant to be around. Yeah. All right. So... I, I mean, I could ask you, I mean, I could talk about Mrs. America for you know a month, but let's bring it back to Mrs. Ohio 2022. Tell me, uh, you know, so, so last year you were the pick. So you were what the judges specifically were looking for. And I, I know that you don't have any influence over who and, and what, but what would what advice would you give the contestants? Uh, I'm not sure how many there are now, but what advice would you give some of the contestants, knowing that they're following you? Is it something like, oh, well, they picked a blonde last year, so they're going to look for a brunette this year, or they picked you because either you interviewed well, or or what what should they be looking forward to or not looking forward to trying to fill your shoes? Well, first and foremost, I hope none of them are looking at me thinking, oh, I need to be like Kristen. Because 
if you put all the Mrs. Ohio's together over the years, there's not a single one of us that's exactly the same. So I don't want, I would hate for somebody to come in and try to just be who I am. They really need to just come in and be who they are because that's the one thing I've really learned. The women who come in and are very genuine and 100% authentic to themselves, those are the ones that do well. And those are the ones that have a really good experience, the ones that aren't worried about anybody else. They're not comparing themselves to anybody else, whether it's the current queen or the other contestants. Like, don't look at the other contestants' Facebook page. Don't get on their Instagrams. That you're going to, don't get in your head about anybody else. Because let me tell you, who you think you should worry about nine times out of 10 is not even the people that you should be concerned about. So do not waste your time comparing yourself to anybody. If it's your year, if it's meant to be, it will happen. And so go in and be yourself. Don't worry about anybody else and don't be a jerk. (laughs) Don't Mm. be mean to anybody because when you leave, you have to remember too – you don't want your new reputation to be that you were mean to everybody or you were a jerk. And you helping your fellow contestants and you sharing resources changes your performance z- at zero. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I, and I think that's, that's I think that's brilliant. And, and one of the things that I struggled with as an observer is to know, like. Because because that's that's a that's really wonderful advice that you're giving, but it's also advice that you've gotten, and I think that you've heeded that advice very well. But one thing I've never understood is like, okay, so how do you just like be yourself, and what does that mean? And I didn't understand what that meant until I watched the transition of you trying to like figure out kind of who you are, what you believe. Um, how to answer, you know, just the process of answering some of the really hard questions when you were, when we were going over interview questions prep for, it was probably only like 30 minutes, but honestly, sometimes it felt like it was like two hours long, but you would run, I would run out of questions and I would just start making up like really hard questions just to like, honestly, learn more about kind of where your heart is or where your mind is. And sometimes it might change based on how you were feeling that day or if the kids were bad or if you had a long day at work. But like at the end of the day, you still had the same core answers to some of the really difficult questions. And I think it's so easy to say, just be yourself. But I think it's also very difficult to actually do that. And I think that that really would probably come out more so in the interview uh, I, I don't know if it's easy or not to tell by just how somebody walks or how they look in a, in a bathing suit or um, how, the, how their evening gown is. But I, I would imagine that comes out more in the interview. But how would you describe to somebody listening to this, preparing for a pageant, how to learn how to be themselves? Well, it takes work. It really does. And I will say a good pageant coach can just is almost like a therapist truly because they're very good at getting to the core of your answers so if you come in and it's like well I believe in female empowerment I'm very passionate about that well why and sometimes you ask these women why and 
they can't answer or they're not sure how to answer that. And a good pageant coach helps you kind of dig deep in. It's like they will figure out, well, why you care about something and help you figure that out. Because if you know how to answer those types of questions, then you will be so much more confident because some of those questions are what people dread. Like, well, why would you be a good queen? Or why would you, you know, be a good representation of the brand? Things like that can be very difficult questions. But if you have a good pageant coach, they will help you figure out truly, you know, what is your why? Some people Mm -hmm. know it and some, but I will say, I feel like most women our age kind of lose themselves a little bit and they need somebody to help them figure out their why. Yeah. Did you just say our age? Our age. Like as in you and me, like our age. No, obviously you're so much older than me and I'm so much younger. <laughs> no, I mean like our ages and the women competing. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, and I think that's super important. And that's such an awesome point that, you know, I don't think you really, I don't think you really grasped certain concepts of your why until you started working with your coaches and, and Rebecca uh, specifically, I think, I mean, the way that you talk about her, is like more is very similar to how I think somebody would talk about their therapist uh, because you're running so many ideas by them and they are able to kind of like guide this, you know, multifaceted idea maker of a person trying to figure out how to win and narrow it down to don't figure out how to win, figure out yourself and then if the judges are looking for that this year, then you will absolutely win. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super important. And I think it's also kind of reassuring as to, you know, if you don't win, it's not so much that I didn't do enough to win. It's, you know what? I'm a so much of a better person. And I did all of the most, I did all of the best things that I could do to win, but I wasn't what they were looking for. And as, as an outsider, that's the hardest. And as a fan, obviously, that's the hardest thing, I think, for fans to grasp because we see the work that you put in and we think that we're seeing you work so hard to win this pageant. And obviously you are. You wouldn't be there if you didn't want to win. However, for most, and I would say either athletes or people, you work hard to beat somebody. And when you beat somebody, you determine your success. And in pageantry, you determine your success to a point. However, there could be somebody who has never had any training, has never had anything. And for some reason, they just caught the eye of three people that day or four people that day. And they won. And to us, I don't think that seems fair. And pageantry is not fair at all. (laughs) It's not. I know. I know you feel like that. You feel like it's definitely more of a show than like a a competition, but it just, there's a lot of, what is it? Subjectiveness Mm -hmm. that comes along with it because you and me like are, we're going to pick totally different people. And I've talked about this one little girl before when I judged a pageant 
she had no pageant experience, I could tell. And then she, at one point, she blurted out, this is my first pageant ever, and I am so excited. And her glasses were crooked, and her hair looked like her mom did her best, but it, I mean, it was a bit of a mess. But that little girl had more confidence than any of the little girls that had all the professional hair and professional makeup. And I gave her tens across the board. But like, I'm sure because she didn't place, but I'm sure the other judges were like, nope, not what we're looking for. Not that. But I liked her and Mm -hmm. I related to her. So that's why it's also really important. Um, One thing that Rebecca always talks about is you need to relate to the judges. Don't worry about inspiring the judges. They're not there to be inspired. They are there to see who they relate to because typically if they relate well to you, then they're going to like you and they are going Mm. – you want them to root for you. Yeah. And I also, because it is so subjective and because you do put yourself out there so much, when if you win, you get – you always see the women and they like do the thing where they like cry or they fall or they look shocked or they're just like – it's a big emotion. And I think it's because it's like, oh my gosh – I did everything I possibly could. I totally put myself out there. And these people were rooting for me to the point where they literally picked me. And it is, it's like a big bubble of emotion mm-hmm. of like, and I would not have said I would have reacted the way that I reacted where I act all, I was like all dumbfounded and just like, I like wandered around the stage for a while Mm -hmm. and things like that. I would have thought I would have had a big smile on my face. I would be like excited and that's not even what happened. So you didn't go in with a plan of how you were going to react if you won? Yeah, I did. I practiced in the mirror. I practiced. What was your plan? It was a big smile, like a big, beautiful smile. And my <laughs> my other coach, Christine Harmeyer, she always said, she was like, if you win, don't you dare cry because those are photos that you're going to have forever and no crying face turns mm-hmm. out good. You do not want to have a crying face. So I practiced like, oh my gosh, like a big excited smile. And it didn't even, <laughs> that's not even what happened. <laughs> and, I, remember, I remember you doing that in the mirror. That was the weirdest thing. Well, whatever. I thought it would work, but it didn't. <laughs> but also Rebecca had told me to, to practice, but I wasn't thinking about practicing for when my name would be called. So they called my name into the top four and I was very dramatic and I was like oh my gosh and I Mm -hmm. fell to the floor and I had to like in the video you see me kind of shake out my wrist because I'm just like okay gotta pull back together and Rebecca said she's like yeah you did that and in that moment I'm like she did not practice having her name called Mm -hmm. that's funny and I didn't (laughs) and Um. then when you were backstage with me, how fun was that? When you got to escort me on stage for top four? Yeah, I was nervous. Oh, I know you were. Not, maybe not because of the things that you think that I would be nervous for. Honestly, I I was convinced I was going to step on your dress. <laughs> I mean, I really was, and I, I just I saw the whole thing. I was going to step on your dress. You were gonna fall. My gosh, why would you think that? Because I 
I was going back to our wedding day when I stepped on your dress and like it a became like times. yeah, and it, it was like a whole thing and like I just I, I envisioned it and it wasn't a healthy thing for me to envision and so I tried to like just kind of slide my feet <laughs> as best I could uh, so that I wouldn't step on your dress and so I I looked down a whole lot which isn't great for me but I knew nobody was looking at me anyway so it like wasn't it was fine yeah it was, well it was it was actually way more uh relaxing at mrs america walking on the stage with you than it was at mrs ohio really why yeah um i had my sparkle shoes on at mrs america oh my gosh and um i just think there's something about those that and i don't think your dress at mrs america was as flowy as the one as your purple dress your purple long sleeve or blue one sorry it wasn't it, it didn't even touch the floor it was the manish dress that you walked out in so yeah so your sparkle shoes they give you confidence oh yeah 100 percent. i know i didn't let you wear them at mrs ohio because i was like if i make the top four and you have to come up there i do not want anyone looking at your shoes they need to look at me <laughs> i know I'm sorry. Did you wear your sparkle bow tie? I don't remember. No, you I did. I No, I, I didn't. I can't find it. Oh. I know. That's sad. What are you going to wear this weekend? I have a special treat for, for you. Not, that, not for what I'm wearing. I'm not wearing anything that you haven't seen before. Okay. But uh, our beautiful baby boy, who is four years old, I have a special treat for you and for what he's going to wear. Oh, he's so cute. Mm -hmm. He's really fun because he tells everybody I'm Mrs. Ohio. (laughs) And we are going to stop right here because this is a special two-part episode. And you all will get a bonus episode tomorrow to finish up my discussion with Mr. Ohio. Follow us on Instagram at pageantbuzzpod for all things pageant buzz.